0: Praise you this morning. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Because you've been so good to us, God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for waking us up early this morning and closing our right now. We thank you for our mind of Christ, a mind to come to service on today, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we come to you with a heart of repentance asking you to forgive us for our sin, block out our transgressions, wash away our iniquities, Heavenly the Father create in us a clean heart in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for your darling son, Jesus, that shed his blood on Calvary Cross. So cover us all in the blood of Jesus this evening. Father God, we ask you right now to look upon the leaders of the nation. From our president all the way down. Father God, you say the king's heart is in your hand. And you can move it whichever way you want. You just want us to pray. So you move the king's heart the way you want to move it. In the name of Jesus. Father God, cover your people in the blood. Take us, Give us uh, understanding, knowledge, and wisdom in your word. Father God, teach us how to draw one another because you drew us with love and kindness. So God, let us love one another so we can draw one another and come together in unity and love in one accord. Supply all our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We ask you to bless our pastor. Take him down into the deep mystery, hidden revelation of your word, in Jesus' name and bless his family. And everyone that's come in this building, this day, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.
1: Good morning, everybody. Let's stand on our feet this morning and give God praise by clapping our hands and opening our mouth. Anybody thankful to be alive this morning? We've come to praise him and lift up his holy name
2: this morning, so
1: help us do that.
3: we've come to praise him oh we've come to praise him oh we've come to praise him and live this holy name yes we've come to praise him oh we've come to praise him we've come to praise him and live this holy, yes, holy name help me say come to praise him we come to praise him. To praise him. Clap your hands. We've come to praise him. Yes. Yeah. We come, we come, we come. come to praise him. Yes, we have. Come to praise him. Do your dance. Come to praise him. Yes. Yeah. joy,
1: praise
3: him. just lift your hands, you to praise him. yeah,
1: holy oh,
3: now make a joy Lord. Unto, the Lord. unto the Lord, make a joy To praise. Come to praise we've come to praise him. Come to praise him. He's been so good. Come to praise him. He's been so, so kind. Yes, we've come, we've come. Come to praise him. Just clap your hands. Come to praise him. And do your dance. Come to praise. Him. Yes. And live in holy name. We've come, we've come, we've come. Come to
2: praise
3: know about you yes we've
1: come to praise Him and live, and live holy hallelujah thank you Jesus Then we continue to praise Him praise Him y'all help me sing it praise Him I hear you singing praise Him, praise Him. somebody help me sing The blessed Savior say it. Blessed Savior, "He's, worthy, he's worthy to be praised." Lift your voice, everybody, and say, it. "Praise."
4: Alexander, and we just want to bring you, um, give you an update or information on our annual Family and Friends Day, or weekend celebration, I should say. Amen? All right, starting um, March the 18th, this is a three-day celebration. On the 18th, the Friday, we will kick the celebration off, of course, with prayer. We have our uh, normal prayer service here in the sanctuary at six o'clock, and immediately following the prayer service will be A family movie um, over in our theater, Um, King Richard, starting at 7.15 p.m. The movie theater uh, ministry has put together a a nice event for you and your family and your guests. So we're encouraging you to um, bring to invite others to join you on Friday night. There will be some refreshments served um, in the theater. And Saturday morning, I'm going to let Derek talk all about the um, run for the hill. We're going to have a 5K walk and run an opportunity for everyone to get physical to we've been cooped up for about two years now with the pandemic but it's an opportunity for us to get out and he's going to talk a little bit about the 5k run but i want to remind you also on sunday morning we'll be back here in the sanctuary for our 8 and 10 a.m services and we absolutely are asking you to invite your family and friends to join us but from uh, between the services from 9 to 10 there will be a breakfast over in the Family Life Center gym. Um, We're gonna feed you and your family and your guests, so we're asking you to invite them. Everything is free and open to the public for this event. This is an opportunity for you to invite your loved ones, your coworkers, your neighbors, whomever that may be to join us. We do this every year, Zion Hill, so we're looking for you to encourage others. Um, This is an opportunity for you to, to show them um, or to invite um, and to worship along with them. It's a weekend of fellowship, so we're encouraging you to invite your family and friends. So I'll turn it over to Derek for the 5K. Good
5: morning, Zion Hill. Good morning, Zion Hill. Hey, I know y'all, This not, is not my usual thing, but I want y'all to stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Everybody stand up. That's what I like to do. I like to encourage people to get physical with themselves. Because you know what? God wants you to be in not in good health. So he wants you to be physical. So we're going to put on this 5K run, which we spearhead. And Pastor wanted this to be done. So I'm sharing this with you. I'm kind of nervous up here because this ain't my stage. This ain't what I do. But anyway, your 5K run is for the church invite your friends, invite your family out because this is a start of something this this is what I do I'm a personal trainer I'm sure everybody knows but I do a lot of running and I encourage those that can run do run and if you can't run, walk because you want to be able to do something and that something is to be physical for yourself, for God because if you can't be in good health what can you do for God? If you can't move, so there will be a one mile turnaround. And if you can do the three miles, I encourage you to walk it, run it, bike it, bring your friends. So be encouraged to come out March 19th. We will have a warm up, and it's, the walk and run will start at nine o'clock. There will be an opportunity for you to get t-shirts, I think, I don't know what the prices are, but there will be t-shirts and there is a cost for the t-shirt, but everything else is free. But I encourage you all to come out that weekend, come out and join me and uh, I'm not gonna, don't worry about me. Worry about you. Worry about you, because do your part. Don't try to run nobody else's race and life we always want to try to run everybody else's race and we all can't keep that pace because God is going to give you the pace that you need in your race it's like running a marathon so be encouraged to come out have fun and um, network with all of us we're gonna have some fun Just run for the hill 5k 730 to 830 will be the registration 845 we'll do a warm up at nine o'clock we'll start the run Have some fun, and after it's all over, if you're tired, we're gonna have some refreshments for you to get you back nourished, uh, some nourishment back into you, and uh, that'll be that day.
4: And if uh, there is, there is a table set out, set up out in the foyer. If you want to go ahead, he mentioned about T-shirts. Um, T shirts are $8. Um, and for some particular sizes, they're a little bit uh, more, $11. So everyone is free and open to everyone, but you have to sign a waiver in order to participate. So we have all that information for you at the table outside. Um, so we look forward to seeing you.
5: Oh, I forgot to mention the route will be from Zion Hill, we'll go up to LC, go around the back in that loop. And come back up Main Street because uh, we will not we will not go into the neighborhoods because of the fact that it, there may be dogs and I'm not taking no chances. I have a problem with dogs. I ain't got nothing against them, but oh my gosh, when they get after you, it's a problem. So therefore, we will not be running through nobody's neighborhood. We'll keep it on the main streets because of that problem. I know I know they're out there they'll get you.
4: Thank
0: you. Woohoo! I'm ready to walk. <laughs> it's, it's giving time, amen? If you have been blessed by the ministry, we encourage you to give. Giving is receiving. Online viewers may scan QR code on the screen. Text to give to 73256 enter Zion Hill family dollar sign or go to the giving tab on the church website amen Amen. let us pray father God we thank you we praise you we glorify we magnify your name today father God you say giving is receiving so give all us a mind a will and desire to give because you told us once we give you'll give it back to us Good measure, measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Urshas, come forth. <laughs>
6: God for our music department. We appreciate your ministry. It's a blessing to be able to sing praises unto God. Please permit me to remind you of our project for our young people. Uh, We want to invite everybody to participate in what God is doing. We are believing God for a building, and we told you how much that is going to cost us. So we're looking at 3.5 to 3.9 million dollars, so we need all of you to get involved. Our goal is to keep young people off the street, to keep them out of jail and the way you do that you have to give them something to do. Yes sir. So this is a high tech driven building. It's not a church building or anything like that. So we need your help. Some of you are already giving. We appreciate you for that. Those of you who have not, we encourage you to please join the chorus let's get on, the, on board with this thing and let's make it happen. Do I have an amen for that? So, ministry is about giving opportunity for all of us to be blessed. Apostle Paul said, I know you wanted to give, but you didn't have the opportunity. So, I don't want to go to heaven And be charged for not giving our people opportunity to be blessed. The best way, the best area to invest your money is in the kingdom of God. No bank can match the return. So, and there are witnesses all over the building. They will tell you, serving the Lord, pay. So, please make that a priority. We don't need to wait for government. We are too blessed in this house so we can do this on our own by the help of the Lord. So please as you plan your year, include God in that program. Amen. Amen. Also, please permit me to welcome some of our guests here. Um, If you're visiting for the first time, let me see your hand. We just want to celebrate you. God bless you. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. Okay? We want to also... God bless you. I'm sorry. I apologize. God bless you. Thank you for being here. And we encourage you, please come back to see us. We appreciate your presence. And also to all of you that are live streaming watching on TV, listening on radio, we are grateful for the support and the attention you give to this church. We don't take that for granted at all. I'm also honored to mention to you that we have in our midst today, uh, Brother Richie Drupree. And many of you know Brother Richie and For those of you that don't know him, he is running to become the next mayor of Pineville. Amen. Now, and we are so grateful to this brother in the Lord. Um, I can tell you for a fact that he is a Christian. And I can also tell you he has been a lot of help to this church you know your pastor. I'm going to tell you like it is. Uh, there are things that go behind the scene that you all may not see. So church is more than just coming and having a good time. So there's the administration part of it. So it's like a business. Uh, it's just a God business. So and are people in the community that we have to turn to from time to time? Uh, I give you an example. One time we were trying to build that building next door. And some of you are new, some of you may remember there was a big sign up there, a Lamar sign. You see it now over there, but it was right next to this building. And the Lord gave your pastor a vision to build the family life center just next to this one and connect the two. But that sign was in the way, you know. And of course, we ran into problem because the company had a contract that allowed them to, even though it's our land, but the people before us entered a contract with them. I mean, it's a long story. But my point to you is that I had to go to the city and ask for help. And the reason why we're able to build that building where it is today, it takes people like this brother, uh, Richie Dupre, to help us. Uh, there are many times, I'm not one of those pastors that be kissing up to politicians. Uh, but thank God for this brother, he has gone out of his way to be a blessing to us on many occasions. So will you please say, me welcome Brother Richie Dupree. Welcome. Thank you for being here. And please get to know him. Uh, he's a friend of, of this house and love on him. Ask him questions and remember he's running to be the mayor of Pineville. Our mayor is retiring and by the way I'm honored also to have the mayor here. So will you please join me to honor our own Clarence Field. We love you sir. Thank you so much. Thank you for representing us well. We are so proud of you. Every time I see him I tell him that. say we are very proud of you. And Bible says you give honor to whom honor is due. Will you help me celebrate him one more time? Come on, all over the building. Come on, come on, come You can do better than that. Get on your feet. Thank God for our male, Clarence Field. Amen. To God be the glory. Uh, his, his, his daughter is a part of this church. You all know Bethany. Bethany worked here and gave here, and she was with me when we call this days of small beginning. We thank you for being here this morning. Amen. I'm going to ask the choir to sing one more song, and then I'll come back, minister. You all look good, by the way. of Genesis chapter 49. For those of you who are Babu scholars, I'm trying to use one stone to kill two birds today. So I encourage you to kind of pay attention. At uh, this month, we are celebrating black history. That's the month that we set aside to highlight accomplishments and contributions of our people to this great nation. Also, today we're having communion. So I have to try to accomplish those two things. All right? The book is Genesis. The chapter is 49. And we're gonna look at one verse, verse 19. Genesis chapter 49, verse 19. If you find it, please say amen. amen. The Bible says, God, a troop, shall overcome him, but he shall overcome. The truth at the last. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for the Word of God. Grass withereth and flowers fade, but the Word of God will stand forever. Thank you for giving us this roadmap. Thank you for giving us a blueprint for life. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will help me to explain it to your people. Lord, I pray that you will anoint this preaching, this teaching, and let your glory fill this place. At the end of the day, I pray that you will touch our hearts and minister to us in a very special way. I thank you in advance for miracles in this house. I thank you that somebody will be helped Somebody will be delivered. Somebody will be encouraged today in Jesus name. And the church say, Amen. "Amen, you may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, "You are born to win." You are born. To win. Obviously, the focus of this teaching is about winning in life. Let me go on record by reminding you that winning is not a strange topic in America. Just about every area of our life, we know and we hear about winning. And losing see for example here in this great nation when we have election somebody is going to win am I right about it also you probably hear about war going on in Ukraine Uh, Russia is fighting Ukraine the people of Ukraine are trying to defend themselves Well, at the end of the day, somebody's going to win. Am I telling the truth this morning? Even in sports, uh, we just went through a football season. I was hoping, well, hoping my team (laughs) (laughs) will win the Super Bowl but they never get into the door. Somebody had to win. Am I right about it? So winning is not strange. Even today, many of you may not know it, but at the Coliseum, uh, a whole group of athletes from all over the nation are going to be playing right here in this community. And it just happened that the school where I work Louisiana Christian University, are in the playoffs. So after church today, my wife and I will be hanging out at the Coliseum supporting our team. But when it's all said and done, somebody's going to win. So winning is a very familiar subject. We just completed what we call Winter Olympics. Some people won. Some people went home a loser. So is life. In this life, we talk about winning. You will hear it over and over again. People will talk about having a winning mindset. And that is why it's so important that we talk about this. Because you can be saved and sanctified. Filled with the Holy Ghost. But if you don't have a winning mindset... You will watch people claim victory after victories. You will see others succeed. You will see people win, and you will be left behind. We talk about things like having a winning strategy. You can't win unless you have a plan, unless you have a strategy. Even people that play cards, they will tell you, It's good if you have a winning hand. And there's a lot of wisdom in the word of God on how to win in life. One of the things that that troubles my heart, even among Christians, even among pastors, is people don't know how to win. And yet they serve a big God. So from time to time, it's important to me that I call your attention to subjects like this and prepare you not just to win as a church, but in your own individual life. I want your family to win. I want your children to win. I want you as a businessman, as a businesswoman to win. When you win, I win. And when we win, our people win, our community wins. Our nation wins. So winning is very, very important in a Christian life. Church is more than just being saved and on your way to heaven. While you are here on earth, God wants you to replenish the earth. God wants you to dominate the earth. God wants you to multiply. So God, your God, my God is a winner. I say amen to that. And the Bible has a lot to say about winning. If you don't believe me, when you look at the Bible, you see us talk about winning souls. You never will see a verse that say, let me teach you how to lose. That's not the Bible. The Bible talks about things like Winning the lost. It's all about winning. Winning the world. The Bible talks about winning the battles of life. There are all kinds of battles that we fight. In fact, the Bible is so sure about it, it says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. So winning is not a strange subject in the world of God many pastors just don't talk about it ladies and gentlemen we have battles in our mind we have to fight to win some of us have to fight some sin in our life we don't want sin to have dominion over us and when you fight that battle Sometimes we refer to it as spiritual warfare. But your goal is to win. Amen. 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 And many examples of winners are in the Bible. You remember Joshua at the Battle of Jericho? Guess what? He fought and he won. Am I right about it? You remember people like Samson. The reason why the Philistine hate his God is because he will go into their neighborhood and kick their behind. He's a winner. You have to learn how to win in life. You remember David and Goliath? Somebody had to win. Somebody had to lose. It's very very important to your pastor that you be on the winning side. You remember Elijah when he had to confront the prophets of Baal. One person against hundreds of people. And he, with God's help, he won the battle. Even they talk about Deborah, a woman led a whole nation's army and she won. So winning is not a foreign subject when it comes to the word of God. Amen. I'm sure you want to ask the question: Where, well, beside me winning in life, Pastor, what other things are we trying to win? Well, I just told you a few minutes ago we want to win souls. Right. God deliver me from a church that don't win souls. Eventually, everybody will die out and it will be preaching his wife. You don't want that kind of church. Everything that God made grows. You are made to win. If something is not growing, that means that, that church, that organization is dying. Are you all still here this morning? So, sometimes we, we have to win over fear. Yes, yes. Sometimes we have to win over adversity. Yes. Sometimes we have to win over our anxiety. Am I right about it? Yes, Please permit me to mention there are three kinds of people in this house as I'm talking to you right now. And I'm including those of you who are live streaming from home three kinds of people number one winners do I have any winner in the house yeah. amen and secondly believe it or not there are losers any loser in the house don't open your mouth and then there's a third kind of people These are people who doesn't know how to win. They come to church every Sunday singing kumbaya, but nobody has infested the time to show them how to win in life. And you'll be shocked how many Christians belong to that category. One of the reasons that in the community, they appreciate your church ministry and they let me know when they see me in the community is that we make the Bible practical so that even a little child can understand it so that you can leave church today and begin to apply. So, knowledge is information. Understanding is comprehension. But wisdom is the application of what you know. Until you can apply what you know, it doesn't profit you. Are you still here this morning? So, all we need this morning is a good coaching, somebody that God will send to assist us in our understanding. And then we need to gain some insight and have strategy to win in life. And then come up with a plan of action and go after it. And while everybody's just running their mouth and he says, she says, you're winning. And before they could blink their eyes, you are gone, you've crossed the bridge. So I beg you, This is not a church that you can take for granted. I get tickled when the people in the community say thank you, thank you, thank you, but you're paying the bill. So you might as well come to the table and eat. So today my assignment is to remind you who you are. To remind you, remind my own self, that you are born to win. How can I say that? The reason why Jesus died. The reason why he was buried. The reason why he rose again. Is so that you might win. I can close my book and go home. The Bible says he who was rich became poor. So that you and me who are poor might be rich. Hallelujah. He traded places with us to me it's a sin not to win in life for the price that Jesus paid so don't come here just taking some grape juice and crackers you got to go home go into the community and win not just win win be are you still here this morning Please take note, in the passage I read to you, the foundation for that passage is the story of Jacob. If you study the Bible, you would notice that Jacob is the son of who? Isaac. Isaac is the son of who? Abraham, you can literally trace the family tree. Maybe one time I have to come and just, and just talk about lineage because those of us who come from foreign countries, that's very important to us. You have to trace your ancestry. If you don't know that, then people will call you something else. you remember in the beginning God made heaven and earth. He created two people Adam and Eve and then Adam and Eve had uh, three sons. Many of you think it's two but there are three of them. Cain, Abel and Seth. All right. And you remember how Cain killed Abel. Seth if you trace his lineage he was the one that beget Noah alright and then when Noah was righteous and faithful God destroyed the whole planet and the only person left was Noah's family are you all still here and then ladies and gentlemen Noah had three sons and one of those three is called Ham and Ham is a black man hallelujah hallelujah so when a young person will say, "Well, uh, Christianity is not black man's religion, that's an ignorama walking around. But I don't blame him. I blame the preachers who did not educate their audience.
3: They
6: never heard of Ethiopian eunuch, who was converted by a deacon Philip, who went back to Africa and evangelize a whole region. Many people never heard of Simon of Cyrene, who God chose to carry the cross. And out of ignorance, people don't know that Noah had these three sons, and one of them is a black man and that black man, Ham, had four sons. Yes, <laughs> Mishraim is one of them. Put is one of them. Canaan is one of them. And Cush is one of them. Four children. Well, if you remember, if you follow Bible history, Noah got drunk one time. All of you drunkards, don't, don't, don't look at your neighbor. I'm going call you out. <laughs> he was so drunk, his clothes were off. And bless God, Noah, while Noah was drunk, Canaan, one of the four children, saw it. Not only did he saw it, he went and invited the other three. Come watch a movie. And bless God, the other three, the Bible say, they walk backward to clothe their daddy. Translation, they cover his shame. I can stop there and preach all day because that's what Jesus did for you and me. I don't know about you. I know I had a shame. But Jesus came. Look beyond my fault and saw my knee. But the point I'm trying to make to you all is that when Noah found out what happened and how Canaan had watched him in his shame and not do like his three brothers, Noah cursed Canaan. And that's where a lot of people out of ignorance will say the black race is cursed. But a little common sense can help us sometimes. Where if you have four children and one is cursed, that should tell you the other three are all right. But because of one person, now you see the whole entire black race is cursed. That's what ignorance would do. I don't know about you. I'm not cursed. Amen. <laughs> I'm a blessed man. I'm blessing the city. I'm blessing the field. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. And everything the devil meant for evil, God turning around for my good. Do I have a witness in the house? Amen, somebody. The reason why we are taking communion, the Bible says Christ. Has redeemed us. From what? From the curse. So even if you are a Canaanite in the house. Christ has redeemed you. From the curse. Amen somebody. So what is going on here in this passage. Jacob is old. And he's at the point of death. So if you look at Genesis chapter 49. Verse number one. What this old man did is to summon all of his children. He said, all of you. By the way, Jacob had 12 children. Actually, 12 boys. He had one girl. But back then, they don't. You know what I mean. So he summoned, <laughs> the Bible is, 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 very, is very simple to comprehend. He summoned all 12 of them. It's in the Bible, verse number one. And then he said, gather all of them so I can tell you what will befall of you. I can stop there and preach because it's not un- uncommon For an elderly person getting ready to go home. To assemble all his family. And let me seize this opportunity to encourage you when you have an elderly person, be a part of that. It can be a time for you to say, Mama, thank you. It could be a time for you to say to somebody dying, please forgive me. It's an opportunity for you to settle this call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember when I get a chance just to hang out with my mother-in-law, all I wanted to tell her, thank you for raising my wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that means a lot to me. Yeah. So seize the opportunity when, when you know somebody is about to go. And sometimes you can tell. Sometimes the doctors will let you know. So Jacob assembled all of his children. And he said, I'm going to tell each of you what will befall of you. By the way, that word befall is prophetic. Oh, I wish I had time to break this thing down. He was going to go from one to each of them and say, When you grow up, this is what you're gonna be. When you grow up, this is what will happen to you. When you grow up, this is what you happen. Everything that Adam called anybody is sticks. Let me seize the opportunity to tell you those of you who are parents. If you really want to bless your children, you are in a position of authority. If you curse them, they are curse. If you bless them, they are blessed. No devil can stop what you call your children. So he gathered all of them. Because of time, I don't want to go through all 12. So I picked one of those kids. His name is God. Are you still here? Then notice what he told God. In Genesis chapter 49 Verse 19 He said God Listen to me son Our truth Will overtake you But Don't panic I'm speaking to some black people This morning I'm speaking to some white People this morning I'm speaking to every child of God because you go through things and you say, oh, Lord, why me? He said to that son, but don't panic because at the end, you're going to win. That was a prophecy. I can close my book and go home. I don't know who I'm speaking to. I came to this country with no dime to my name. All I had is a hundred dollar check from Barbara Epperson, a white missionary, and the check bounced. But I always understand this scripture I'm explaining to you. While you go through life, you may have to deal with all kinds of issues. You may have to deal with injustice. You may have to deal with people will lie on you, people will call you names, people will mistreat you. But if you will just hang in there, at the end of the day, you're gonna win. Oh, I wish I'd get me a witness in the house. And you might say, Oh, just talking about God. Look at Jesus Christ. I'm not just talking about black history, what we went through. Jesus. Went through the same thing. He was wounded. Am I still in the book? He was bruised. Am I still in the book? The chastisement of our peace was upon him. But uh, at the end of the day, they killed him, they buried him, but on the third day, he rose up with all power. What am I trying to tell you? You are born to win. Ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly the experience of black people. You don't have to be an expert in history to know there was a time when we were oppressed. Am I right about it? There was a time we were rejected. There was a time we were mistreated. Even now there's a lot of injustice still going on. But oh, I'm speaking to every children of God in the house. Yes, the truth may overtake you. But if you will hold on. At the end of the day. You will win. Like God, our truth. Had overtaken us. But be encouraged. There may be a season of rejection in your life. There may be a season of oppression. There may be a season of abuse. There may be a season of being misused. And you look around and look like nothing seems to be working. I've been there. It makes you strong. It makes you know you have a God who's got your back. Jacob said to his son, Don't freak out about that. Because at the end, just remember you're born to win. So even though momentarily it looks like you have no hope, sometimes you look at life, it looks like the boat is literally sinking. And sometimes it looks like it's all over. You see, people just want to sit down and drink all day. They give up on life. But I come to tell somebody, the reason why you are still alive is because God is not true with you. Are you see still here this morning. In the end, you will win. So when you get into a situation and it looks like you're not going to make it, the Bible says, encourage yourself in the Lord. In other words, pick yourself up. You can't wait on the government to do it. It depends on who is in government. There's a reason why the Bible says, encourage yourself. You can't even wait on the preacher sometimes. To encourage you. You have to remind yourself. Every day look yourself in the mirror. And say brother or sister. I am born to win. Whatever storm you go through. Say to yourself. These two shall pass. Amen. There may be times. You can't put one foot in front of the other. There may be times. You feel like giving up. There may be time that you you feel like no hope is left. But I've come to encourage you and to put fire in your belly that God is not through with you. You are born to win. So how do you do that? Number one, don't focus on the negative. Many people are consumed, whining, murmuring, and this is not right, that one is not right, that one is no good. This, you're wasting precious time. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Look for the positive. Amen. There is always opportunity always. in chaos. Yes, Even while we're talking pandemic, who die, who live, eh? There are some people who are making millions. Are you listening to me? Don't be a part of any mess. Looking unto Jesus. The author. That's right, preacher. The author and finisher of your faith. Who for the joy that was set before him. endured the cross. Despise the shame. I wish I can tell you, people will always treat you right. I wish I can tell you and say our legal system will, will, will turn out all right all the time. No, I cannot say that. Even as an officer of the court. But one thing I can tell you, if you would just hold on, are you listening to me? God said, at the end of the day, you win. Amen somebody. Amen. I'm not trying to deny the reality of the day. I know what's going on in the community. I try my best not to open my mouth. Sometimes I see myself as a time bomb waiting to explode. Somebody is going to do something stupid and pastor is going to snap. I pray every day they don't. It's not a perfect system. But believe it or not, it's probably the best in the world. So this whole planet is corrupt. But out of that corruption, God wants to raise you up to shine a light in your world. If you don't believe me, even Jesus went through mistreatment. Jesus went through abuse. Jesus went through mistreatment. Brother pastor, how you know these things? Well, check out John chapter 1 verse 11. I didn't write the Bible. The Bible said he came unto his own. But guess what happened? The people he came to save, his own, did not receive him. Did he give up? Did he freak out? Did you see him whining and having a pity party? No. He keep on marching. He keep on pushing. He know he has a vision. He know he's on a mission. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 12, it says as many as receiving, To them, he gave power to become. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Even with all the challenges, you can win and win big. Yes. I don't care whether you're born in Sampton or San Yucordano or Pai Vee or wherever or the jungles of Africa. The world is full of opportunities. And you need to make up your mind, for God, I'll live. For God, I'll die. If Jesus can make it, I will make it. Are you still here? Look at somebody next to you and say you're a winner. Tell him or her, loud and clear, you are born to win. You're not born to be defeated. You're not born to be oppressed. You're not born to be discouraged. You're not born to be destroyed. You're not born to be a failure. You're not born to be insignificant. I never will forget the first year I came to this town. 1995. February. I went to the mayor's office. Introduced myself. And I told him, because I'm here, your city is blessed. He looked at me and said, what kind of (laughs) nut is this guy? But when you know who you are in Christ... You are made to add, not subtract. You are made to multiply and not diminish. You are made to dominate and shape your thinking with who God called you. So don't waste your time on what is going on. Oh, he said this, she said this, they say, Who are these people? They were not there when God made you. But if you know who you are in Christ, it would direct all your course of action. So don't get your ID from social media. I know many of you like to stay on social media all day, all night. Don't get your identity from them. Your identity would not come from TikTok, your identity would not come from Hollywood. Your identity will not come from protest groups. It will not even come from gangs. Your real identity is from God. And God said you are the head and not the
2: tie.
6: He said you are above and not beneath. He said you are a holy nation. You are chosen generation. Am I still in the book? You are peculiar people. Let that guide you. When you know who you are, nobody else can call you anything. Because you know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, the Bible is saying, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. He said, I know the plan that I have for you. How can you fail when God has a plan for you? And God went on record. He said the plan that I have for you is good. It's not evil. It's to give you an expected hand. So what you need to do, you need to receive that. Maybe all your life, all you have ever heard is you're nothing. Or you're nobody. Or you're not going to make it. The Bible says whose report you're going to believe. So you have to decide. I mean I'm amazed. What people think about me. But it don't matter. Because they don't know me. Amen. If I'm sick they cannot heal me. Amen. And then when I'm broke they, can, they cannot pay your bill. So why are you worrying your mind with what they say? He said, she said. So believe the report of the Lord. And Jesus said, you can do the same work that He did. And He said, even greater work. Am I still in the book? Jesus said, the Bible confirms it that the same power that raised Jesus I can handle this. From the dead. Guess what? That same power lives inside of you. So, and the Bible then says, if God be for you. Just think about it. Who can stop you? Who are these people? So don't waste your energy. Yes, you may be abused. Yes, you may have been rejected. Yes, you may have been talked about. Yes, you may have been lied on. Yes, you may have been overlooked on the job. But the Bible says, when it's all over, you will win. You are born to win. I got to stop. Let me give you one scripture. Because we have to take communion. I won't even get to half of my summer. But the clock in America keeps ticking. In my neck of the wood, we just stop it. (laughs) And we have church all day. Open your Bible to the book of Proverbs, chapter 24, verse 16. You know what the Bible says? A righteous man. Some translation will say a just man. We're talking about the same people. You may fall seven times, but I'll bring you some good news. The Bible says you're going to rise again. I don't know who I'm talking to, I don't know where you are right now, I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what challenges is before you. People are talking about all kinds of challenges. Challenges in the community. Challenges in government. Inflation is here. Shooting is going on. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada. But at the end of the day, you got to know God has created you to win, even in the midst of chaos. This is not a time for you to run. This is not a time for you to be wondering if you're going to be making. It. It's a time for you to believe God. Yeah. Pastor, how do I know I'm going to win? Well, the Bible said it and I believe it. First John chapter five, verse four. He says, whosoever is born of God wins. Make sure it's in your Bible. Anybody born of God, they overcome. And this is the victory that makes you a winner. What is our secret? Our faith. Our faith. You got to believe God for yourself. The Bible says when everybody is saying things are going down, guess what you should be saying? I'm going up. Greater is he that is in you than the devil that is in the whole world. Brother Pastor, how you know our faith will sustain us. Well, The Bible said it and it's very clear. In the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 37. He said, look, with God, all things are possible. The Bible said it again in Luke chapter 18, verse 27, he said, there are things that looks impossible with men. But with God, all things are possible. Then you say, Pastor, how does that affect me? Well, Mark chapter 9, verse 23, make it clear. He said, if you can believe, if you can believe, all things are possible to them to them that believe how am I going to get a job in the midst of economic crisis yes you can how is my business going to win in the midst of all these economic downturn yes you can if you can believe follow me as I follow Christ we had pandemic This church never shut down one single day. We're still rolling. God is able to keep you in the midst of storm. God is able to give you peace in the midst of storm. God is able to pay your bill. God is able to make a way out of no way. God is able to watch over your children. God is able to heal your body. God is able to bless you. I don't know who I'm talking to. But if God can do it for Jesus He can do it for you I'm going to ask every one of you to stand to your feet Before we take communion I want to pray for somebody And I want you to be real with God If you are here today You say Pastor I want to stand in the gap For my loved ones or maybe you want to stand in the God for your own sake. Maybe you need prayer in any area of life. Find your way to the altar. I want to pray for you. You are the one that God sent me to. He said, God, listen, my son. Our truth may overtake you. But Be encouraged. At the end of the day. You are born to win. Somebody else is coming. It's a new season. It's a new day. Sarah was barren. God made a way out of nowhere. Somebody called me the other day. Say pastor. Pastor. It's been two years I've been looking for a job. He said, I tried everything. I submit my application. And and the sister was so faithful. Every time she will file an application with somebody, she will call me. Say, I'm filing with this company. Do you know what it means to be rejected for two years? I mean, any pastor. It's painful when you go into the courthouse and you watch mistreatment and you watch injustice. It's painful. When people are supposed to be leading and hurting the people, it's painful. It's hurting.
0: Spirit of the living God, we are your sons and your daughters, God. We are here at the altar, O God, with bowed down heads, hands lifted up to you, God, and hearts to receive. Spirit of the living God, show us who we are in you, God, for those that do not know, O God. Father God, you said we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath only. But God, you even said we are a peculiar people. God, some, of, some people do not even understand our walk. They do not even understand our walk and even our talk. But God, we want the glory to shine abroad upon our life. Father God, because you have told us we are born to to win, Lord God. Father God, we are receiving this word. But not only this word, but the word of God that are written in the scriptures, God. God, we are applying the word to every situation. Even in our lives, God. Even for the things we are going through, God, we are applying the word of God to it, God. God, we know that it shall be manifested. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for everything you are doing, oh God. We thank you for everything that, God, that you are about to do in our lives. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you honor. We're just lifting you up right now, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for strength, God. God. Thank you for your joy because you said the joy of the Lord is our strength. God, continue to build us up in our weak areas, oh God. Father God, you look beyond our faults, God. Oh God, and you've met every one of our needs. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us, oh God. For everything we go to do, God, we thank you for covering us. Thank you for covering our shame, oh God. Thank you for covering our, God, everything we go through and we don't even know how to go through it, God. You still take us through it. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for the anointing that is in this house right now. The anointing of healing. The anointing of breakthrough, God. We thank you for it right now, God. And Father God, if there's anybody that don't know you, God, as their personal Savior. God, I'm standing in the proxy for them right now that they will say yes, God. That, Lord, they will invite you into their hearts on this morning, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we give you glory. God, we give you glory. God, we give you glory because all the glory belongs to you. And we just want to say thank you. We just want to say thank you. we just lifting up our hands as a sign of surrendering us unto you right now, God. Knowing that we can't do nothing without you, but with you we can do all things. And Lord, we will be careful to give you all the honor and all the glory that it is due your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Ministers, you may come.